Hi, Karen Kambule here. Welcome to the Word Anchor Podcast, where we aim to search, find, share, and apply scriptures to life's issues. We will find victory and succeed in life if we are anchored in the Word of God. Please do enjoy this episode. Shalom. Hello there. Thank you for tuning in. Our episode is titled, God Can Change Your Situation. One of the things, sadly, that the enemy has managed to do in our days, in our generation, is that he has brought the false prophets, false teachers, false preachers. Of course, the Bible has spoken about them, but the unintended consequences or maybe from his point of view it is intended, is that the true ones have, to a certain extent, been so wary of miracles in the church that they would just say, we want to just preach the gospel. They shun, some of them shun miracles because of the false prophets and the work of the false teachers and whatever is false in the church. So because one man pretends to raise the dead and it becomes a joke in the world or in the country, then we're afraid of raising the dead because we might also be labeled as false. One pretends to have healed someone who was crippled in a wheelchair and it becomes news. It becomes an issue that makes church to be so unattractive. And the servants of God will then say, I'm just going to preach the gospel. Then we have a situation that people come in and go out of the church without being helped, without miracles happening. We will have church, we will sing, we will dance, we will shout, we will jump, we will praise, we will worship, we will fall on the floor, roll on the floor, all happy. And when we go back home, because we are not prepared to do miracles. Whereas the early church, praise God. The early church, as soon as the Spirit rested upon them on the day of Pentecost in the upper room, the first thing that happened was Peter and John went up to the temple and they found a man at the gate called Beautiful. We know the story. The book of Acts chapter 3 verse 4 to 10. They found a man who was crippled. The Pharisees and the Sadducees could not do anything to him. They could not do anything. Jesus Christ had come and had gone to heaven. There was no one else that could do miracles at that time. This man was crippled. He was at the gate called Beautiful every single day, begging for alms. That was his life. He was used to living that life. He had no other solution except to beg. He could not do a job. He could not earn anything else. There was no pension or government-sponsored um, pension at that point. So he was at the mercy of the people walking by. I wonder if he was at the gate called Beautiful when Jesus Christ was going in and out of the temple. Perhaps because Jesus Christ spent more time also in the mountains, by the sea, preaching everywhere else except the temple. Not that he didn't go to the temple, he did, but he also spent time walking around the whole of Israel, preaching the good news. Now, this man missed a miracle from Jesus. He never came across Jesus Christ. But now Peter and John were going up the temple. It's a road that they've traveled probably before. But this time they noticed the man. 
He had been crippled all his life. He was put there by the gate every day by his family members or whoever was bringing him there. This man's life was working like a clock. You wake up, you bath, you go sit and back, you come back, you buy the little things that you can buy with the little that you have received, go to sleep and come back again and do the same thing. You know, when you've been in a situation all your life, that's the only life you know. A person that has been crippled from birth, today people will tell you must accept your situation. There are organizations whose aim is to encourage a person who is crippled to accept themselves and for their families to accept them as they are. Of course, we don't say you must live a life of misery because you're crippled. We're not saying that you must hate yourself because you're crippled. But when you say to someone they must just accept, you meaning even if there was an opportunity that opens itself up for someone's situation to change, they will not bother. You actually take away the hope. You put out the lamp from them. The, the light goes off because then even if there will be someone tomorrow that can come and say, I have the solution, that person will say, no, thank you. It is even more so when someone is crippled later on in life. That is where they are taught so much that they need to accept themselves. To the point that a person will say, I will not accept any other life except this one that I know. Perhaps maybe they tried something else before they came to the part of acceptance. And then when they come to the part of acceptance, then they are not going to try anything else. They accept that I'm going to sit in the wheelchair all the days of my life. This man had a life. And that life was that of a beggar. Up until Peter and John came by, the same people that washed him every single day, the same people that gave him alms every single day, because otherwise if he wasn't getting any alms, he was not going to bother coming to the gate called Beautiful. But he was there because there was an opportunity for him to get something. And he was there on the day that Peter and John Having been filled with the Holy Spirit, they came by. They were passing by, going up to the temple at the hour of prayer. And this man looked at them. And Peter and John looked at him. And this is what they said to him. Peter said, look at us. So he gave him his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength so he leaping up stood and walked and entered the temple with them walking leaping and praising God and all the people saw him walking and praising God then they knew that it was he who sat begging at the beautiful gate of the temple and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him praise God there are situations that you go through people are watching they've seen you working and they've seen you unemployed they've seen you going to church working and they've seen you going to church unemployed perhaps they've seen you unemployed all your life they've seen you crippled all your life they've seen you single all your life They've seen you sick all your life. They've seen you blind all your life. They've seen you deaf all your life. They've seen your family living in poverty all your life. 
but I've also now seen you having been touched by God. If you live a life of accepting all the negativity in your life because you must just accept your lot, the people will see you as a sinner and see you as a child of God and see no difference except that you're going to church on Sundays and that you're no longer living in sin. But there is a testimony that tells them about the supernatural power of God that will draw people to God because they will wonder what happened. This man was crippled and then he was healed. He started leaping. He stood up and he walked and entered the temple. He was walking. He was leaping. He was praising God. This man was loud. Praise Jesus. He was loud. The thing that was impossible with men, it was possible with God. Matthew 19 verse 26. The same man that was begging was now jumping and praising and walking and jumping and praising God. And the people that saw him beg at the gate praised the Lord. They saw him now walking. They saw him now walking towards his employment. They saw him walking towards his business. They saw him walking. Now he was ready to make his own money. They saw him being carried about and left there by the beautiful gate. And then they saw him again, jumping. They had seen him at his lowest point, begging. People are looking at you, child of God. They see how poor you are. Some may try to help you and some will not be bothered. Some may look at you and say, look at this person. He says he's a child of God, he's a Christian, he's a believer in God, he's a child of God. But look at how poor this person is. What kind of a God is that poor? They will go to wish doctors and get their things and become rich by familiar spirits, evil spirits, and come back and gloat over your face because you remain poor. Since you were born again, you're still poor as today. They saw this man having accepted that he will beg all his life. He was a beggar. It was his lowest point in life. And he was used to be in his lowest point. He was not even thinking of being healed. They saw him. He had accepted his fate that he will be a beggar for the rest of his life. They saw him. And they saw him having been touched by grace. Praise the Lord. They saw him when he was told, rise up and walk. Oh, child of God, let them see you jumping and praising God. Let them see you rising up and walking. Let them see you walking to that new job, jumping and praising God. Let them see you entering that office. Let them see you all dressed up. Because the people that nailed Jesus Christ on the cross, they had thought that they had killed the author of life. They had not known that it was his time to go up to heaven so that the spirit of God will come down so that the rest of us will be filled with the same power that he had when he performed the miracles. They thought they had put an end to the miracles. They did not know that they had taken away the face of Jesus, but his spirit was now in Peter, in John, in all the disciples that were walking on this earth. And this was spreading even today. We have the same spirit. These people thought they were done with Jesus. But now they had to see, oh praise God. They had to see that the spirit of God dwells inside of Peter and John. 
Let them see you walking in, out of that hospital, holding your baby. They had seen you watching them raising their own children. They had seen you crying. They had seen you drinking this and that, thinking that you will fall pregnant. They had seen you going to do IVF and all sorts of uh, things that the doctors do so that you will fall pregnant. They had seen you, but now let them see you holding your miracle baby. Let them see you because it is when they see you that they will start asking by what power or by what name have you done this? Let them see you jumping as you walk to your new house. They have seen you renting. They have seen you squatting. They have seen you suffering. They have seen you sleeping on the street. Let them see you going into the house. This is not even about gloating. This is not about boasting. But this is about the testimony of Jesus. For the Bible says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Praise God. The same people who saw you begging at the street are the same people that must see you when you are touched by his grace. When you are healed from being crippled to now being able to jump and praise God. The same people that saw you begging must see you now all dressed up going to work. They must see you now all dressed up and going to your business because it is when they see you that they begin to ask what happened and it is that time for you to prophesy, for you to tell the testimony so that they may see that Jesus Christ is alive. When we shine miracles, we take the opportunity of God to testify of himself. Jesus said, glorify yourself, talking to the Father. He said, glorify your name and glorify me. How will God be glorified unless God is seen to be doing great things in our lives? How, how, how do people glorify God? When there are no miracles happening in the church. How? How, how, do, how do they glorify God? You cannot separate God from miracles. The manifestation of his word is seen through the miracles. His word is the power of God that is supposed to produce the miracles. When Peter, John had received the spirit of God as Jesus Christ had spoken to them. He had told them that it is expedient that I go because if I don't go, then the helper will not come. The spirit of truth, the one who will fill you with power from on high. He said, wait in Jerusalem until you're filled with the power from, from on high. How then are you filled with power from on high and then you don't do miracle signs and wonders? We are for signs and for wonders. They are ours. The Bible says these things will follow they that believe. Unless you believe that the signs are ours, you are not going to be bothered with them. And when you are not bothered with the signs and the wonders, the people around us will only look at us and think our God is just like theirs. Because you see, their gods produce nothing. Absolutely nothing. Even if they can say I am rich because I have done this and that, there is misery that comes with it. But you see, when God makes us, makes us rich, he does not add any sorrow. But when they are gods, when, when their witchcraft activities produces wealth, there are certain things that will come and it will not be joyful. Some will be told, you're not supposed to wear any 
choose. Some will be told you are not going to have any children. Some will be told that you must sacrifice your own parent or your wife or your children. There's a price they pay for all the wealth that they get, they get through these dark means. But praise be to God. When we get it from Jesus, there is no sorrow with it. There is no negative things that will follow us. But the people will ask us, by what power or by what name? And Peter responded to them when they asked him, what has done this thing? What has brought this miracle? It was an opportunity for Peter to talk about Jesus. What will you tell the people about Jesus when you are not prepared to do the miracles in his name? All Peter had was the name of Jesus. And it was at the name of Jesus that this man, whom they had seen begging, was now healed. They marveled at the work of God. And Peter told them, It's not by our own power or godliness that we have made this man walk. He told them, It is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers who had glorified his servant Jesus. He told them, You people denied him in the presence of Pilate when he determined to let him go. He said, This was the Holy One and the Just One. And he told them, In his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. The faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. There are things that we must do in the presence of those that don't believe. They must believe because of the miracles. Jesus also said, don't believe because of me, but believe because of the miracles that you see. I may be telling you about Jesus every single day, but when a miracle is done, then you're able to see the things that this person was talking about is actually true. So when, when we shun miracles because of the false prophets, we are actually taking away the glory of God because God is glorified also in the miracles. God is glorified when someone is deaf and they're healed and they're able to hear. God is glorified when the blind men see. God is glorified when the crippled man starts walking, jumping and praising God. God is glorified when you get that new job which you waited all your life. It didn't matter that this man was born like that. It didn't matter that he had accepted his fate. But when God had predetermined and decided that this situation was going to change by his own power, it was time. Child of God, contend for the word of God, but contend also for the miracles. They must follow you, but they cannot follow you unless you believe. Because it says, they that believe, Kabashiahanda, they that believe, they that believe, Kabayende Shiahanda, they that believe, you have to believe a child of God. You have been to believe that the crippled man can walk. Born crippled, born blind, born deaf, born mute, they can all be healed. God did it in the Old Testament. He did it in the New Testament through Jesus Christ. He did it through the apostles. He's been doing it through various servants of God, dead and alive. He is the same God has never changed. God can change your situation. Believe in miracles. Believe in God's miracles. His hand is not short. All he wants is for us to believe that it is possible and it will be possible for us. All things are possible to them that believe. If you don't believe, it will not be possible. They must see you. They must see the change. And they will ask you, 
about your God. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wet Anchor Podcast. I hope you are inspired and blessed by this message. Kindly share it with someone and spread the word. Continue to be anchored in the word of God. Till next time, stay blessed.